I'm Michelle White, bringing you seven years of clinical experience in gut-focused therapy. Thanks for joining me on Happy Inside, the podcast where we talk about the behavioral and psychological aspects of gut disorders. Everything that no one else is talking to you about is happening here. Anxiety around food is something I see in the clinic fairly frequently. And it sounds a bit more like this. I don't know what to eat. I'm really afraid that those foods will make me unwell. I've stopped eating those because the last time I ate them, I got really bad symptoms. Or I'm scared to try anything new. It's really common. Now, we're meant to have a healthy and positive relationship with food. Because at the end of the day... Food is the very fuel that keeps us alive if we want to look at it scientifically. But on a deeper level than that, it is a sense of nurturing and belonging amongst other people. It is a social occasion. It's a coming together. There's so much tied into food. It's understandable that people with gut disorders end up with some anxiety around food because there's this idea out there in the world that food is the only thing that's affecting the digestive system. We put it in our mouth and we chew it and we swallow it and our digestive system processes it for us. So therefore... It's quite easy to take that leap that food is the only input our digestive system is receiving. But we know that that's not true. The digestive system is receiving input from our central nervous system, from our thought processes, from our emotions, through our hormones, our biochemistry. There's so many different... Uh, contributors to the state of our digestive system. And food is often the culprit. Poor food. It's just there (laughs) trying to do the best that it can and then we come along and start saying it must be you or it's you or I think it's you. There's a lot of finger pointing happening. And in my opinion, there are way too many dietary restrictions and elimination diets happening. And I'll talk a bit more about this. Because dietary restrictions, what they do is sometimes helpful. They sometimes help us establish which foods are contributing to our symptoms and how much of those foods contribute to our symptoms. So we can gauge for ourselves, you know, how much we can have before it becomes unmanageable. So when we go out to dinner, we might be able to have a bit of dairy or enjoy a bit of dessert after dinner or maybe have some fruit. Um, And we're okay. We can manage the outcome of that immediately and the next day. So there are some benefits to those restrictions or eliminations. When they become unhelpful, 
is when there's an anxiety that is coupled with that elimination or that restriction or an unhealthy view then of food that might be something like "Mm, something's wrong with my body or I can't eat that food, it makes me sick or there's something wrong with me or I'm faulty or why can most other people digest it and I can't. What tends to happen and what I see frequently is that those dietary restrictions offer some minor relief to symptoms, but they promote a greater emotional distress. So it is quite stressful going out to someone's home for dinner when there's, you know, 87 foods that you don't eat (laughs) because they make you unwell. You know, like giving a list, maybe an Excel spreadsheet, you know, to people can be a bit daunting. We don't want to put that much pressure on people to say, yeah, I'm really excited to come over for dinner. Thanks for the invitation. However, here's my list and I'd appreciate it if you could conjure up an entire meal, three courses that doesn't include any of these ingredients. We both know, we all know, everyone knows that's unrealistic. We, we don't want to put that much pressure on other people. And so what we tend to do is we go and we, we eat those foods and um, maybe enjoy them at the time. Maybe we don't enjoy them at the time. Maybe we experience some anxiety then. Uh, or going out, you know, we can also um, experience emotional distress even in a restriction on our social behaviours. So going out for meals and to restaurants with friends or family because it's starting to become difficult with those uh, food or dietary restrictions. Signals are sent out through our brain and uh, through our body that there is some kind of threat. And it's all systems go. So the body's on high alert. It's in a flight or fight response. And whenever our body is in fight or flight response, it affects the digestive system because it was designed to back in evolution to keep us safe. We didn't need to digest lunch or dinner while we were fighting for our lives. So we end up with a digestive system that is irritated by stress, IBS, irritated by stress. Now, just imagine that you've got this digestive system that's irritated by stress, probably not much of a stretch to the listeners right now. So irritated by stress, and then you put some food into it. What's it going to do? It's going to see that as additional stress. And this is where those intolerances and those sensitivities build. So the more you react to those foods, then the more uh, stressed you become about that. And the more anxious you are, checking and hypervigilant about what you're eating, restricting more and more. And the more that is happening, the less balance you're creating in your microbiome, in all the uh, incredible bugs in your gut and then 
you end up more sensitive. So it's this really uh, strong cycle you end up in. So if you're stressed, you end up with more intolerances and sensitivities, which causes you more stress, which um, ends up in more symptoms, which then ends up in more sensitivities, right? So you can see how this goes on. So suddenly there's this huge focus on food and the focus is now on what else can I eliminate, what can I do, it's all about what I'm putting into my body and we end up with a relationship with food that is unhealthy and so I want to talk about intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is when we turn inwards. We don't seek outwards for advice or ideas about what our body can handle. We look inwards and we listen. The big component of in- intuition is listening. So when you eat an apple, don't worry about the low FODMAP diet or salicylates or amines or any other um, yeah, food intolerances. Just kind of let all that drop away. Imagine that it didn't exist, that you'd never heard about them before. Then you go and choose this nice, crunchy, juicy apple. And you imagine what it's going to taste like. You take a big bite and it's so sweet and delicious. And you you enjoy the entire apple. And then you listen carefully. But this listening is an open listening. It's not a fearful listening. It's not an anxious one. It's just listening. And it doesn't need to be sitting down for the next hour and watching closely, turning everything else off and watching that closely. It's just an awareness. Now, if you find that you experience some gas or abdominal pain or some bloating uh, or maybe in the longer run some diarrhea or some constipation, then you could say, all right, it could be the apple. Maybe I'll try an apple another time and see what happens and see if that happens again because it could be something else that you ate. And you notice, okay, did it happen again? Maybe I eat half an apple next time. Maybe the symptoms were half as severe. So what we know then is, okay, that particular apple causes you some symptoms. Were those symptoms manageable? Yes or no? Do you need to cut that food out completely, yes or no? And also, if you watched Catalyst uh, last week, then you would have seen the importance of a varied diet, of adding whole foods in incrementally. Initially, they're going to cause some symptoms, but we need some time for the body to adjust, right? And so we're taking that into account at the same time if there's some symptoms there. Now, just say you ate that delicious apple, which, by the way, I feel like one right now. 
And has anyone tried tried a jazz apple? They are incredibly sweet and juicy and crunchy all at once. Anyway, I digress. So just say you ate that delicious apple and your body was okay and you didn't really experience any symptoms and you absolutely enjoyed it. Well, then you should eat that apple if it's in your dietary regime. Just say you were on the uh, low FODMAP diet and it said no, no particular apples or you're on a different diet and it said you probably, you know, react to apples so you should keep them out but you didn't. Then keep it in. Don't worry about the books. Don't worry about the internet. What we're looking at is your body. What we're feeling is your body. What's right for you. This is intuitive eating. You know, when... uh, when I walk past the cafe and I see people eating a focaccia or a panini or something that's wheat related or just something as simple as a sandwich, then I feel immediately envious because gluten really doesn't agree with me. It upsets my gut, it causes brain fog, uh, it causes weakness and muscle pain and aches in my body. It really is not worth me eating wheat and gluten. So I just don't do it. It's, it's, it's the one food that I absolutely steer clear of. I won't even sneak gluten into my diet. I just won't do it because the consequences are too much, right? Now that's intuitive. The bit that's important here is that most people become upset or angry when they discover that their body is not digesting a particular food. Now, we can't possibly expect that our body is going to love every single food on this planet. But we get around like it should. We have these expectations of our body like it should. And we become intolerant if it doesn't, you know, and we start to blame our body and and kind of turn against it as if it's against us. But it's not. I'll probably talk another time about how food has changed over the decades, such as gluten, the grain, the wheat grain has been hybridized and it's a very different grain than we used to eat um, you know, when I was a kid. But we won't go into that right now. I want to stay with this intuitive eating. So we're not worrying so much about what the body can't have. There's this idea in the world that we have to be able to eat everything and if we can't, there's something wrong with us and we need to go and get that fixed. How about we just drop everything? Drop all the Googling on the internet and drop all the books that you've bought and maybe slow down on the millions of appointments that you've got happening to get external advice because everything that you need is right here within you. It's within you. Your body will tell you all you need to do is stop, look inwards and listen. It's right there. You can trust your body. So listening to your body and trusting it, these are two foundations that we've forgotten and they're imperative. They're really, really important. So give it a go. Get a, don't even don't even Google 
intuitive eating. I, I don't want you to do that. I just want you to come inwards and just get a sense of what do I feel like if you really listen to your body. Your body will tell you what nutrients it needs. It will give you an idea of whether you need to eat green things or orange things or yellow things. It'll give you an idea of whether you need protein or which nutrients in particular. But listen. Listening is the most important part. Once you learn to listen to your body, then you'll trust it. Then you'll stop looking outwards. Then you can intuitively eat. And let me tell you, it's so much more enjoyable. And guess what? No more anxiety. Because who wants anxiety? Nobody. And your gut definitely doesn't need any more anxiety. I'm Michelle White. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to Happy Inside on Apple Podcasts, where you can also rate and review the podcast. You can follow Happy Inside on Facebook and engage there through posts, comments and questions. If one-on-one support is right up your alley, then the Happy Inside program is for you in the Sydney Clinic or via Skype. There's also the Happy Inside iPhone app, a component of the full program in case you don't have access. If you already own the app, don't forget to review and rate it on the App Store to help others in their purchase. All these details can be found at happyinside.com.au. Happiness starts on the inside, so join me on the next episode for all those conversations that foster a happy inside.